medical study on the effects of marijuana use confirms that everyone knows you're high and that you'll most likely never stop feeling like this. Your parents know you're high. Welcome to another episode of Everyone Knows You're High, starring the Grow Guru to my right. And this week, our special guest is Jay from Care Wailua across the table from us. Welcome, sir. Thank you for joining us. Honored. Aloha. I am Eric. We're here and we're doing this. This is going to be a good one. Shout out, Voices from the Planet. Hey. Doing work in the studio. Start cutting that shit back. Actually, anyway, <laughs> we talk. We'll talk about it later. But anyway, thank you for joining us today. Yeah. Coming into the studio, um, we always ask our guests when the first time they got high was, and to share their story. So let's just get that shit let's out of the right way. At right at, right off yeah. the bat. Yeah, that's like an that. easy one. That's an easy one. Uh, at the time, long story short, but my my mom had gotten remarried to a, another Air Force person, and he, he brought along a son, and his name was Michael Todd, and I met him at age thirteen. He rolled up a joint and handed it to me, and I started coughing my ass off. And he goes, little brother, you don't cough, you don't get off. <laughs> oh, 13 okay. years old. So that's where it comes. <laughs> and this kid was uh, pulled up in a 67 Camaro, cloud climber boots, cut off shorts, old school Hendrix style, man. The and coolest it, motherfucker you ever cool, saw? Man. He was pretty cool. <laughs> I can't look directly dangerous, at you. Dangerous, but cool. Yeah, <laughs> dangerous, yeah. And what did you do after you guys smoked? Do you remember? Like what your adventure was after that? I think we were just downstairs in the basement hiding the weed and just laughing. Yeah. yeah. I think we were smoking out of an old ceramic dragon bong. Yeah, oh, shit. Yeah, back in the day. Yeah. 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 Do, you, do you remember, like, the first instance when you, like, knew everyone knew you were high, like, like in public or in private, I guess, wherever, at you home? Know, it's, it's interesting because on the mainland, you know, there wasn't really a lot of I – mean, I would say yes, I remember it, but it wasn't wait till high school, you know, so – I could definitely remember just walking into the school, but I don't know if really anybody realized I was high because there wasn't really a lot of people smoking weed uh, on the mainland like Hawaii. You know, everybody was left and right, but on the mainland, we were all pretty much terrified, so everything was kind of on the low always. Mm. Mm. But, uh, yeah, I definitely remember smoking some Hawaiian haze. Well, Hawaii used to ship weed all over the place, you know, mm. so we were getting some killers in Virginia. Uh, there was a Hawaiian <laughs> nice. haze, and I remember smoking out of the, the can with my brother, and he drops me off in ninth grade, and I walk in, and the, the lockers are breathing. The lockers are breathing, man. And then I woke up and it was six period and time to go home. Nice. Nobody even said a damn thing. So yeah, it was coolest day of school ever. It was crazy. It was crazy. All right, on. So fucking, you run Carewailua. Tell us about Carewailua. Yeah, um, I'm actually the co-owner of Carewailua. My partner, me and Lawrence Rich, kind of started doing a little outdoor grows in um, down in Wailua, back behind Pahi. And it just kind of started with a few people needing some weed and then a couple cancer people showing up needing some RSO. And then from there, it's turned into what it is now. We're out in Mokalia now, and uh, we're at like 2,000 patients strong. So it's pretty amazing how it's grown. And just from compassion and 
getting people medicine and it's definitely taught me a lot of lessons on cannabis as i've seen it as a kid and now as i see it as an adult yeah definitely. so all the patients you have with you guys now they've all designated care wailua as their caretaker how does that like yeah, so they've designated Care Wailua as our, their growth site. Okay. So, okay. yeah, the caretaker is kind of a one-on-one -on -one thing for Hawaii, so everybody just comes in and label our site on your growth site, and we're, we're good to roll. So, yeah, so it's just come in, volunteer as much time as you want, spend as much time as you need or don't need. You know, we have definitely people that are like invalids in bed that we deliver to. So, you know, that whole mm -hmm. system of having to grow your own weed isn't always easy for people who can't grow, period. So. Right. We try right. to help out a lot of people. Yeah, that underline of compassion, right? It's like across the board, and that's what we want to tag as a, as our new founding stigma is compassion. No matter what the means is, and like um, for people that don't know, is uh, that's a lot of fucking patience, and that's a lot of weed. That's a lot of production. So you're putting yourself out there um, for many of things. You know, like um, the law. You know, a lot of people are afraid to go that big, you know, even if their small backyard grows. So you're putting your neck out there and you're putting your neck out there for compassion to help the people that need the medicine that can't get the medicine. Right. Yeah, I'd have to say, um, you know, it started off as kind of a lot of paranoia and scaredness and what was mm -hmm. going to happen repercussion wise with the state of Hawaii. But then as people just kept coming at us and going, hey, we need help. We need help. We need help. It just <coughs> it drove us to a spot where. We didn't really have a choice anymore you know it was right. like if we don't do this these people are not going to get helped and so we're on a mission now and we're going to do the best we can to push through with this and we felt like you know just understanding cannabis laws for hawaii especially the medical cannabis stuff that we felt pretty safe that even if they were going to rough us up and do weird stuff that in the long run it was all going to work out because the laws were so gray and in your heart you know it's, it's just a fucking plan yeah, so exactly. whatever law i, I think uh, stan was saying something like yeah a law is a suggestion Especially if it's something that morally you know you're not doing anything wrong. Right. So it's easier to, to make that decision. You know, like, hey, these people need fucking help. We got to do it. We don't have a choice. Right. I feel you on that. Yeah, and there's definitely been times where, you know, we were visited by law enforcement. And we really didn't feel like we really didn't know what was going to happen, you know, with mm -hmm. people threatening us. And this is a narcotics investigation and not knowing really what medical cannabis was. And we're going to rip your plants and all this all this kind of nonsense and but it's all really uh it's worked its way out in a really beautiful place and we're really empowered now where we're just it's unstoppable now it's really beautiful it's really beautiful nice the facilities when you guys first started i remember the first time i went there it was like <laughs> a couple of tents and containers and it's like seeing it at this past event when we were chilling i was like wow it fucking grew you know the the people that geek out on greenhouses fucking next gen is like the ferrari of greenhouses yeah. so i'm looking at like holy shit man like how much do you guys have of that right now yeah we're at we're sitting at um built uh on our farm right now is about twenty thousand square feet uh-huh and then we got another twenty thousand across Jeez. the road we're working on yeah and it's just wow. you know my kind of my opinion when when i was working with my partner and stuff and he was kind of like can't we just grow in these smaller tents and i'm like well you know, we got we got a lot to do here and, and we uh -huh. do really need to protect this crop and, and, and make it so it's a really good right. medical thing. It's controlled from the environment. You know, Hawaii is just an insane environment to grow in, you know what I mean? And so let alone Mokalia. Yeah. You, know, you yeah. got them seasons. Yep, exactly. Rain right. everywhere. Right. So for me it was just kinda like, let's do this. And mm -hmm. then, you know, I, I think the biggest thing is like the right people gotta come along to help you. Yep. And if you're a kind of person that's like 
not willing to take money from people because you know it's not the right thing to do, mm-hmm. then you're not gonna you're not gonna move ahead. And then all of a sudden, the right people come by and they're like patients, right? And they just right. happen to own this and that, and they're like, hey, we're we're willing to risk a million dollars in here to see what you're doing because what you're doing is special. Yep. And even the lamb we're on right now, Mokalia, you know, the guy who we were renting from over in Pahihi, that lamb was about to go up and it was done. And I asked him, I said, you know, we need help here. We don't have money. He's like, what are you looking for? And I'm like, well, these plots are about 150 K. He's like, I'm going to help you get that. And you can pay me back later. Cause I see what you're doing. And wow. So this is really where it all stemmed from. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Pretty crazy. All compassion again. It's just been crazy. Right. Yeah, that yeah. underlying compassion yeah. and people yeah. are willing to, 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 they see that and they're like, you know, what? I believe in this so much. Fuck it. Let's go. Yeah. Right. It's reassuring yeah. to hear and see that that's happening. Especially nowadays. You know, <clears throat> yeah. there's a lot of doggy dog world out there. There's yeah. a lot of fucking smoke and mirrors um, getting down to the root of the thing and having people, you know, actually be taken care of. You know, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of shit that people can't do because we live in a confined area yeah. or they have a medical disability where they can't do their own. So. Can we roll some some, oh, yeah, some of the shit of up that's on this table here? That oh, I know everybody's looking at the table like, why aren't they touching it? So well, what is that first one? A here? proper I'll, introduction. I'll roll man. that shit while I'll um, yes, while you guys smoke or talk. But um, I also thought we should sour apples. Shout out to fucking our production crew. We got a full house tonight behind where you guys can't see. Um, yeah. Anu and fucking Bud naked. So, the Dove and the Bud have returned. Nice. And then back of that, we got our sponsors, Solidify, giving us some yummy pumpkin, what do you call it? Pumpkin, pumpkin rolls. Pumpkin rolls. Pumpkin Jesus roll. Christ. Have you tried that? I did. I ate one. Oh, my God. Dude. I ate the top part of mine. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, that was there delicious. Always, always, always. Sour apples. Okay. Go. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I just wanted to get no, something going here. No, we we're just talking about how that's the underlying yeah. compassion and someone's willing to, I, to I invest, was, right? I was, I was no, I'm, right I'm actually to talking to myself and like <laughs> <laughs> giving myself a I little f- a fucking uh, run back. But um, I yeah, do, I do think what's kind of important is like, you know, the dog eat dog word and how we've all been raised around here and some of us don't trust each other and it's always yeah. running into each other. The one big thing that we see when bringing people together with cannabis in an environment that's not around money and stuff like that as you see people's attitudes change super quick and now they're like oh this world isn't so bad after all yeah we've seen that in a massive way and we've seen a lot of people come through our farm that are like a little bit rough and a little bit you know this and once they get in they don't know how to behave they're just like what is going on man like this is life dude and and that's what we're you know that's that's what's big about us at caraway lou it's not just about cannabis for us it's really about changing how we hang out with each other mm-hmm. it's super important for it's us. therapy man yeah, you know what i mean yeah. like super important you're working us. with plants there's nothing negative about that and yeah. everyone you're working around is happy to be doing what they do so yeah. that positivity is going to rub off no yeah. matter what i can yeah. hear our production crew whispering back there sweet nothings just whispering sweet nothings oh yeah hey, it's <laughs> glad to have you i'm glad you guys are back both of you yes welcome back guys yeah, I miss you guys Hell yeah. Hey, how did that Mary Monarch thing go? Which one? Go listen to Voices from the Planet, uh, episode Uh, 1. 13? Oh, shit. 4 or 3. Gosh, 154? Yeah. Yes, sir. Long time. Voices from the Planet had a guest. Yeah, that was like 100 episodes ago. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, for (laughs) real, right? So what's your guys... um, What's your guys' future plans as far as the direction you want to be headed? Um, I know Hawaii right now, they're, they're talking about a lot of shifts in, 
in uh, laws and, and, and things are going to be made, a lot of red tape. Um, a lot of people don't know, you know, what to expect, especially cardholders. Yeah. They're sitting back hearing all these, you know, this and that. They want to know, like, what to expect, you know, with the 329 or even, like, a simple compliance check. Like, yeah. how should they handle that? Um, when someone's coming by, you know, or like if I if they just got their card, um, what is what's that going to look like for them with the laws changing, and how is that going to affect you guys in the future? Yeah, I'll try and answer that in a couple ways. I think I can start with you know kind of about where do we think we're going, yeah. you know, and for us, you know, at Carawailua, that that's always been a big thing where I where I built these big greenhouses and I wanted us to be outspoken. Uh. to understand what's going on here you know what i mean they uh -huh. were not about to stop and so for us you know this is this is this is thousands maybe ten thousands jobs of cannabis industry for the state of hawaii yep. and locals and that's a big deal for us you know mm -hmm. what i mean so when people see me build a big greenhouse they're like what's well, you i'm like no man this is to get it to get the itch going so these people understand what is the capacity is here that you can have your own farm you know and right. i think that's really where we started off with a lot of that and then you know just that's really what it's all about for us, you know what I mean? And, yep. and, and we've, been, we've been hiring lobbyists and doing policy, and I've been actively involved in something that I never thought <laughs> I'd be that person, you know? I was, a, I was a weed grower and just Jason, you know what I mean? And now I'm, like, sitting down with Josh Green and Kaika Anderson and just, well, how's legalization? I'm like, well, legalization's cool, but if you don't have a framework here for it in Hawaii, you're just going to have big business come in and take over this. Yeah. So you need to really build some, t you need to build a tier license for these people here in Hawaii, you know? And, and then as far as like, you know, uh, compliance, you know, we, we've seen that change even since we got visited in like, you know, 2015. I mean, I, to me, where we stand right now in our IG under care underscore by we just kind of guide everybody to what to do, you know okay. what I mean? And feel good about it. You know, right. like, first of all, nobody's allowed on your property without a search warrant. That's just plain and simple. We don't care if you're growing weed or whatever. That's, that's just the law. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so that is the first important thing that when... Department of Safety, your narcotics comes and wants to come in and look at your plants, you don't have to give that up. That's that's all on you, you know what I mean? You can say, hey, no, I don't want you on my property, plain and simple, you know? Right. And so, and we've stood behind that and we've seen it work. And, you know, the last time we were visited, we had, well, besides last week, but like six months ago, we had two helicopters and 20 agents and we stood them all down and they left because we said, hey, we're, we're done with this kind of guys. You, you're not doing proper compliance checks, mm -hmm. you're doing kind of like narcotics investigation stuff. You're not being gotcha. kind to, to growers, you know what I mean? And gotcha. So, so we chased them all out, you know what I mean? And that's that's how we continue to pose our uh, posture ourselves and, and share that information with people. We try to get compliance up on the IG when they're around. So if someone visits your farm, you can call me directly, and I'll put you on the line with my lawyer in, like, seconds. And that's Killer. The way, that's the way that's we've been doing lucky. it. With the, with that's the, what's up. Yeah, the coconut that's wire. It's cool been awesome. Shit. So that just happened to us the other day where my friend's, farm down the road he was growing and they're like they're here jay and i'm like hold on i'll get my lawyer to call you and he calls and awesome so they're trying to use a different statute and saying hey we can come on the property it's a felony arrest and my lawyer's like well hold on a second here actually no you got to schedule an appointment for this one right. so so yeah just trying to help other growers out so they're empowered mm -hmm. and also they're not sitting around going well my neighbors are worried about the smell and stuff because that stuff's just all got to go this yeah. is your medicine this is your plant Right. And you shouldn't have to feel like but you're right. You have to hide. You know right. I mean? Yeah. And yeah. Um, so right there, you, you made a, um, a, a fucking pretty important thing. Scheduling. Um, I didn't know that before today. You know, yeah. like, OK, now you can request for them to schedule a compliance check. Yeah. So they kind of drew up a new law. Um, 
I put it on our IG. It's kind of this weird law that sits within the pharmaceutical place where they can actually come in and see what kind of chemicals you're using and stuff. Kind of don't know a ton about it, but, you know, after our lawyer saw the statute, he pretty much read to them, hey, you have to make an appointment. And they're like, we don't have to make an appointment. And they're like, you know, yeah, you do. You better call back. And they did. And yes, they had to make an appointment. And so if they visited my friend's farm, we already knew the story. They came to my farm. I'm like, you were just down the street, brother. All right. You're going to need an appointment to get on this yeah. one, too. Cell you phone's know? faster than yeah, you, yeah, bro. Yeah, so. So that, that works for everybody residential, including. That's correct. Anybody who's a 329 cardholder, you know, you have all the rights in the world. Um, I think a lot of people have seen in the past what they do and are fearing yeah. that they're going to go to jail and stuff, but you're not, I promise you. Right. Yeah, and we got your back. You and even like, you know, a lot of people that are 329 cardholders that, um, that come to me, they're like, I'm just afraid of the attention that my neighborhood's going to get. And how embarrassing that looks in my household if someone gets raided. You know what I mean? Like, for sure. It looks like you, it's a drug house, but it just had a couple plants in the back, you know? Yeah. Right. And a lot of people still stuck in the reefer madness times, you know what I mean? And we just got to get through that. You know, it's just that's not where we are anymore. And if you look at all the states around the world, you know, just like, you know, small kind talking about dispensaries at Washington and, and bread and breakfast, you know what I mean? Right. That's where we are now. And whether Hawaii yeah. wants to accept that or not, it's coming. And right. so we're going to get you to accept it. Yeah. So how does one um, be able to create a collective of such magnitude? You know, it just starts. Ours has always been word of mouth, you know. Ah. So you build something. Um, we could easily help you set it up. There's a couple of leases in place that are just straight up Barney cartoon forms. They're just super easy, gotcha. you know, but it's just kind of accountability, right? Mm -hmm, so you want to have mm -hmm. accountability with people that are growing on your site. So in case you get that one weird person that wants to like try and take it all down, it's not going to happen, right? You gotcha. signed it. You are who you are. You're not entrapping me, yada, yada, yada. And right. so I think that's a really important thing. But, you know, once you, what I tell everybody is just go for it, man. Don't stop. It's, mm. it's time, you know what I mean? Right, right. I don't need to be the only care why low. It's time to go big and it's time mm -hmm. to, get people medicine man yeah yeah, yeah. dispense your charge of 16 8 that's unacceptable man right this is medical marijuana man this gotcha. is unacceptable yeah. it's a it's a god-given gift to have this plant so to put such restrictions on it is a, it's an atrocity atrocity but um i think now this day and age we're moving in a direction where that could totally be possible you know like we could it could just poof collectives oversaturate them you know everything and it's not even oversaturating the market because it's craft cannabis so it's going to demand its fair market value as any produce that you would buy. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I'm excited for that. And I hope that does happen to where, you know, we'll see some talented folks that normally would be in the shadows come to the surface and, you know, what's it called? Rejuvenate our, our state, man. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think uh, sharing that energy with everybody and, and letting everybody know that, hey, you could become a craft cannabis farmer and you don't. We'll give you the directions, man. Here yep. we go. Let's let's empower everybody because, you know, honestly, like Maine's got like three or four hundred different cultivation licenses and they still can't keep up. There's right. just so much opportunity here in Hawaii, especially uh, with one point five million population that we could all be doing our own thing and having fun. And then you got tourism and we'll let the dispensary kind of sweep them up a little bit and just enjoy ourselves. So yep. Yep. this place has got plenty. We used to always have these talks. Well, what's fair? How many grow sites we should have? I'm like, what's fair is you let everybody get a cultivation license and do their thing. Right. That's the only thing that's fair. You can't pick and choose. It ain't going to happen. If you said, hey, you're going to be the pilot, Kerawai Lua, and we're going to let you grow, I'm not going to accept it, man, because I'm not going to be the only person doing this. That's not fair. So, right. Yeah, right, right. I can't do I that. I love that. I love that, that shit. That. Yeah. yeah. Give, give everybody the opportunity. You know, that's jobs sitting on the table that yeah. for, for people. And 
it's a win-win for the state if you think about it, right? Oh, yeah. Like, the economy gets stimulated so much. There's so much jobs. Like, there's so much to contribute with just this one entity sliding on in, you know? So... Yeah, Maine just made uh, in the last five years seven hundred million in taxes from private growers. Well, shit. Yeah, you, know? you. Fuck. I remember uh, going show to- these guys the money, and then they'll be like, "Fuck, dude." We're trying. We're trying. It is, dude. That's. What, <laughs> I mean, we all know money talks, right? And it's always follow the money. So let's like lead a nice green path to that stack of money yep. that the state could be collecting. I mean, shit. And you guys will be champions in the end. You know what right, I mean? Right. It's as easy as that, man. We're looking for the champions. We've been talking to Josh Green and Kike Anderson and all the people that people really don't believe in sometimes. And we're, we're like, you know, our, our lobbyist, I'll be straight up, is Ernie Martin. You know, he used to be at old Honolulu City Council. And he's on board, man. He's losing it. And it's oh, not yeah. just the money involved. He's just like, holy shit, what is going on here? I'm like, right. this is what it's all about. Look it's at big these, momentum, right? Yeah, look at these people, man. You know, bring him to our our 329 event. He's just like, this is outrageous. I'm like, look at all these happy, safe, smoking weed people. Yep. Yeah, it's cool as hell. Are there a lot of local politicians who are starting to come around towards the, you know, the stigma and the status of cannabis in Hawaii? Yeah, I think, you know, if you look at anybody, Josh Green and Younger, they're all very aware of cannabis, and I don't think they have too many stigmas. They're just not educated. Mm -hmm. But if you get older than Josh Green and the old politicians in place, they're very, in my opinion, and data-driven as religious, anti-cannabis, very, and it's, 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 it is what it is, you know what I mean? And it's the data is there to speak for it. So I think, you know, getting those guys to release Mm -hmm. is going to be, I think, I think it's going to be easy. I think it's happening. Yeah, yeah I'm excited. I yep. just saw a news story about two local, like Delta 8 shops, right? And they got like, not busted. I, I drove by one today and it was still open. So they didn't get busted. But the news report was about how like the, they bought some and took it to a test lab like to actually test what it was. And they were actually selling like weed. Yeah, Delta Nine shit. <laughs> yeah, a lot, real, a lot real. Of, yeah, yeah. A, a lot of that's coming out of the CBD industry. You know what I mean? And yeah. th- these guys, you know, even the people that are holding CBD cards, you know, there's really, there's three people in the DOH trying to enforce all this stuff. You know, that's dispensaries, that's hemp licenses, that's all that stuff, mm-hmm. and it's just there's no capacity to do it. You know what I mean? And so, you know, when these like negative stories pop off about, you know, these things, and it's just it looks bad for everybody. Like, right. Dang it. And that's why we don't want to make a case on, on cannabis. Uh, we want to keep people in that positive realm, you know what I mean? And want to be a positive reflection on the community. And, like, I was just talking to a friend of mine that, like, my biggest dream would be the preservation of our culture with the help of cannabis. You know, cannabis brings economic stimulation to where we need it in the places of great poverty and put some right pretty damn good education there, you know? And I think that's totally attainable right now because there's money sitting on the table and we, we don't have to talk about money, but it's going to take money for us to make a change. And fuck, I, I'd say if we're already here doing it, you know, we have some people that need jobs, some local people that need jobs. Fuck, let's grow some good cannabis and put some money in our culture. Yeah, these you know? children need to stop leaving this island. It's just plain and simple. It, it just breaks my heart. And then you can walk down King Street and see the homeless problem. Right. And, you know, people just turn their eye. I'm like, this is serious business, man, and it's going to affect you. You know, we can go back to the pitchforks and fire if you really want, but this right. will affect Hawaii sooner or later if you don't deal with it now. 100%. So, yeah. Yeah. Keep people here. Keep it all local. Keep the money in Hawaii. Yeah, man. You know, and it'll, it'll pan out. It's just there's so much outside influence coming in and just taking over, right? 
Yeah, and we see, you know, even the direction of what cannabis can do. Now you're talking about going back to food crops and having money to do that and right. fund farmers, you know. Right. You talk about poverty. You talk about, you know, Sorry. Uh, drug addiction and <laughs> drug abuse. You know? I mean, you know, even like drug abuse, a drug they don't even let them have cannabis in the places where they're staying right. because it's against the law. So how do you even begin to try to normalize cannabis if you're already looking at it as a bad drug mm -hmm. for people who are recovering from crystal meth or heroin or something like that, and all or, they want to do is smoke a joint? Or even I mean? work, right? They yeah. get drug tested. Yep, exactly. Like, yeah. how the fuck are you going to... Yep. Imagine how much really inspiring people that just got left to the wayside because they would fail a drug test. How much people, like talented individuals that would make a change in our society, but they couldn't pass fucking drug tests because of weed. You yeah, know? we just had a patient that was a janitor at the airport mm -hmm. that just got fired for uh, not passing a drug test. A janitor at the airport, brother. I'm like, come on, man, really? I mean, <laughs> what is he going to do? Misuse uh, yeah. a mop? Come I know, on, man. dude. Yeah. <laughs> wow. If anybody needs a joint more than anybody who's doing that repetition, you know. Yeah, yeah he's I'm, cleaning your toilets, bro. Your toilet. Yeah, yeah. You, you better give me some good shit for that one. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, I'd smoke a joint and clean the toilet. He's not a pilot. He's not, like, flying planes or, like... Well, even that, so, like, even a pilot, dealing with all the stress and responsibility of being oh, a pilot, yeah, that's your job, that but they should be able to relax. Sure. You know, if a pilot has the weekend off, he should be able to smoke on the weekend and show yeah. up to work on Monday and still sure. be fine. He, the test would just highly disagree with that shit, you yeah. know what I mean? Is there a way the test can be that accurate? Like, oh, you smoked this weekend, but you're not high now? Swabs up to 48 hours, I believe. But even that, if you smoke a joint on Friday, you run the risk of testing positive on Monday, you know? Yeah. yeah. You know, it's not alcohol, right? It's cannabis, and that, that's, a big, that's a big difference, you know what I mean? It's not opioids. It's not, this is a very different drug, you know what I mean? A very different creature. Yeah. So, you know, it's uh, honestly... You can almost do anything smoking cannabis, in my opinion. Yeah. You, know? you can almost do anything. Hell yeah. yeah. And it's at your level. You know, if you don't feel safe doing it, then probably shouldn't be doing it. You know what right. I mean? Right. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a very self-aware substance, whereas, like, you, you're very, like, you focus on yourself, you know? So you're not, like, belligerent, yeah. violent. You're just worried about how you're conducting yourself, you know, and, right. and getting, you know, existing, basically. Yeah. So there's no room for any of that. You know, stupid behavior or misjudgment. Yeah. You might get one, you know, one smoker in a while that just might overdo it. But for the most part, you probably won't pull a statistic like alcohol. Right. No doubt about it. Might have a few grumpy people in the bunch, but that's about it. Of course. That's when I'm one of those. I'm one of those sometimes. Let a little grumpiness out. So this is the sour punch. Sour yeah. punch. Sour, sour punch. punch. So a little purple punch in this thing. I like it. That one's tasty. I want to try that uh, apple pie. That one smells super doughy. I didn't get to smell the ants. Oh, dude. That one smells amazing. Oh, shit. Thank you. So how long have you guys been running Carawai Lua? Like, when did you guys start that, uh, that, that whole yeah, brainchild? Yeah, 2016 is where it kind of all started. <laughs> oh, yeah. You don't cough, you don't get off. <laughs> you don't cough, you don't get off. There you go. Ooh. There you go. Hitting the joint. Yeah, we started about 2016, you know, started with about 20, 30 people. Same thing, come in, get a grow site number. An interesting concept when it was all happening and trying to make it all work. And then it just, we moved from this area out to Mokalia and, and it just kind of started 
changing. We, we built a database. We started bringing in some security for safety. Wow. And once we felt like we had all that in place, we just let it roll. Mm -hmm. And that's where it went. And it's just amazing. I mean, I really, I can't even say we've had one problem and we're up to almost 2,000 patients and it's just been mind-boggling, mind-boggling, man. How did you awesome. grow your patient list like... Like just word of mouth, just word of mouth. You, yeah, yep, just word of mouth, man. No yeah. requirements, nothing. Just nothing, word of mouth. Yeah, huh? and if you had your three two nine card already, you can come on the same day and change your growth site form, and we're on. Yeah. Oh so, wow. Yeah. So yeah. you guys help people with all the paperwork everything. and everything. Yeah. We have right mobile on. nurses and everything. Yeah. So you guys yep. also help people get cards too. Correct. Yeah. Oh, and we pay for we pay for everybody's card too. So what? Yeah. That's yep. awesome. That's yeah. fucking. Yeah. Dope. We always pay everybody's membership fee and their renewal fees every year. Yeah. Just too easy. Wow, yeah. there's nobody else doing that shit. It's well, pretty cool. Yeah, a lot Dr. Clink ain't doing that you know? shit. Yeah, and it's incentive, right? You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, you know, oh, okay, if these people are willing to pay for my card, then maybe there's something cool going on here, you know? Yeah. It's just, you know, it's a lot of the, a lot of misinformation on a lot of stuff, but we just let them know, hey, man, you, there's nothing forcing you here, man. You can check this out. You can leave tomorrow, but I guarantee when you walk in that gate, you ain't leaving, brother. Right. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, the environment's super nice, dude. Everybody's yeah. super friendly. Yeah. You know, it's a, the artwork's cool. Yeah. I, I like the whole the flow of what you guys have done. Yeah. Um, I, I see good things, you know, when I go there. I don't, I don't have any. Uh, there's no indication of any type of thing that would raise a red flag. That like, hey, me as a grower, I feel jeopardized. No, it, you right. can see compassion, right? You can see people there. It's yeah. the people. It's not one guy dictating an entire operation. It's yeah. an actual literal collective. And always identify with people, you know? I mean, that's, I was kind of talking to my friends out, out front about positive reinforcement and just being kind. And as soon as you just let all that negativity go and you don't focus on how people are acting and you just see, what do you need, man? Right. How can I make this turn for you? You seem upset, you, you know? And so I, I think that's really what's made the word of mouth change everything. Cause like, although I can't remember everybody nowadays, I'll still spend, 30 minutes with you if you drag me out man yeah. and we'll just talk and rock and you know and right yeah it's fun it's it really makes people fun. feel special too it's like hey you know this guy has a compassion enough to, to house my cards and he's still fucking talking to me you know right i'm not yeah. just some patient number yeah like when you call certain you know medical facilities the first thing they ask you is what's your medical card number instead of yeah. what's your name or how are you even doing yeah it's like fucking yeah. what's your number Jesus Christ. I'm bleeding to death. Don't worry yeah. about that. I want your number. We try to make it a fun environment, a yeah. talking trash environment. Of, <laughs> you know, you got to come and go, go. If you want to stay and go over to smoke a joint under the tent, you, you know, it's, we try to make it fun. Yeah. We have yeah. food there every day now, so it's pretty cool. It's just yeah. kind of feeding people and just tax it, right? It's a tax write-off. Yeah. You know, we don't make any money. It's like, hey, there's falafel here today or there's <laughs> Chris's wagons in the house or, you know, it's just, you know, always giving people just a, a little more relaxation, you know what I mean? Just... Oh, a reason to want to stay and hang out. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, oh, shit, well, where I used to just go and pick up my flower. Right. Now I'm going to go over to Jay's and spend a couple hours over there smoking doobies and talking shit. So, yeah. yeah. It's a and safe place. People, like, the work and, like, all the tending to all the plants and all that stuff, is that volunteers or is that actual yeah, staff a, or the patients come and tend their own? Yeah, I mean, there's a little bit of everything. Yeah. You know, we definitely have a, a permanent workforce, I wish you would call it, or it just wouldn't move. It's just too much going on with cutting hundreds and thousands of clones and perpetual harvesting and it's just too much going on that you could 
when you you know when you start a farm you're just like whoops didn't think about that right <laughs> you know so it's it's everybody's on there and then after that you can volunteer and then every once in a while if we have heavy heavy work we'll kind of do some trades and stuff you know like mm -hmm. if i feel like i'm just working somewhere i'm like oh, i gotta give them some shit for that you know what i mean right yeah. so we'll do a little trade or something with them yeah but most of it's uh we try to get people to volunteer mostly just to come in and you know step outside of that world and grow a plant get to know it too get to know where their medicine medicine yeah. comes from yeah you know? yeah no, and that's cool too especially if you are a patient and have de designated you guys as your yeah. grow site then to actually be able to go and like see the process and like check yeah. it out and maybe like even contribute in a little way as much as you can you know yeah that's cool it's funny you walk a patient and they're like well, where's my 10 plants i'm like got your choice here brother go yeah you know, <laughs> there you go thousands of clones right they're just little one foot you know one ounce plants but mm -hmm. they're just everywhere you know what i mean it's like sorry yeah, so right. might have to put this damn joint down i think i'm <laughs> done with this motherfucker it's um also, that, that reassure you don't get to go to pharmaceuticals and be like, oh, where's my Vicodin coming from? Show me how my oxys are made. Yeah. <laughs> and we've shared lots of oxy stories on that, on that farm, that's for sure. You know what I mean? Just trying to get people away from them and stuff. And yeah, it's brutal. I mean, my, my story about oxycot, right? It's opium, right? And mm -hmm. people uh, that grow poppies and stuff in Afghanistan and stuff, besides the drug trade, that's the drug you use when you're leaving the world. You know, there's nothing mm -hmm. left. You're going to fucking, you know. I'm not saying that you couldn't like dabble in a little opium, but you know, for the most part, that that flower is so addictive that it's like, well, we're going to use this for a certain different kind of medicine, you know? Mm -hmm. Right. People mm -hmm. who are passing away or just miserable, you know, and don't have anything to control pain, you know, then then, then it makes sense, you know. A little more terminal, not so yeah. much a, a quality of life enhancer. Yeah. And I tell people that, like, some people are like, oh, well, this weed didn't take away my pain. I was like, it doesn't take away pain. It's not going to block anything. It's going to help you deal with the misery you're in and put your mind and your head into a more positive state of, you know? Yeah, and that's hard with pain. Pain sucks. Pain sucks. Oh, yeah. Know the deal. So this is the... I'm not sure what's getting me on that. I no. was kind of hoping it would catch the punch, but that's definitely catching the sour, man. Yeah. Some eyeballs crossing a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thank you yes. for the sour punch, Harry. Hell yeah. Shout out to the man himself. What was this one? <laughs> Apple cream? Apple pie. Apple pie. <laughs> I think it had something else besides pie. Yeah. It yeah. was apple, though, right? Yeah, it was apple. It was apple, yeah, for sure. No something. doubt about it. Apple. Yeah. <laughs> I want to say apple cream pie. It was something But like uh, this that. is a family show, goddammit. I've never had an apple cream pie. I like banana cream pies. You know apple cream pie? No. Yeah. I didn't man. know that was a thing. Same way as banana cream pie made with oh, apples. apples. Yes. I just mm. want to shout out that, you know, I'm stoked to be here. Thanks, And what man. you guys are doing is also part of this mission, you know? Mm -hmm. So this is super, super important what Thank you guys you. are doing and the time, thousands of hours you spend of your own time to make this work. This is this is how we're going to do it, man. This yeah. is it right yeah, here. Yeah. So it's ridiculous. And it's yeah. fun, too. It's yeah. not like, you know, it's not like it's torture. Like, yeah, just yeah. kicking it with cool people, man, and just hanging out smoking yeah. weed. I mean, we fucking do this anyway. We yeah. might as well do it and, like, have common folk, you know, jump on live and watch yeah. our shit and just maybe feel inspired. Like, fuck, that's the truth they're talking. Yeah. I mean, you know, let's go outside and today, tomorrow's a new day. You know? For sure. Yeah, I never thought, like, when we started this that it would have this kind of impact mm -hmm. and, like, that's kind of trajectory. Trajectory? Trajectory. Yeah, that works. Like, fuck yeah. Trajectory. <laughs> <laughs> that's the same thing that happened to me. I mean, it yeah. was like, who could, what are we doing here? We're growing some weed, and all of a sudden you're like, 
hiring lobbyists and shit. You I mean, fall into I, it. You could, the trajectory just took me. I yeah. didn't even have a choice. It's like, you'll be going this way, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It just been a ride ever since. That's awesome. Yeah. Sometimes the universe conspires in your favor. Crazy. Are you, so we, we got some questions. I was going to say, we did actually <laughs> yeah. get some questions. No, online. I've been asking them as they go along. Like, um, one of the questions was like, what is the requirements? I was going <laughs> to ask you, Anu, if you could pull up. I'm super focused right now. Like, from the text. Bro, he's, he's fucking lasered in. No, I, I know. know. One of the questions was, uh, did Jay ever try DMT? So have you tried DMT? Let's no. cross it off the fucking list. Yeah, you know, that kind of, that, uh, you know, uh, the <laughs> ecstasies and stuff came like right after me. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, So and I was no. too scared trying that. I was <laughs> already too. like 32, 33. I'm like, no, no, no. I tried acid and some other shit. And, <laughs> you know, I even got a little trouble tro- for, you know, we were just bad kids, like freebasing, right? right I mean, right, I went right, in the right. army because I was freebasing. Right, right. And that's ridiculous. So, you know, all this weird stuff. You're like, holy cow. Someone needs that intervention, you know? Mm. That's, yeah. There you go. Man. Question. Yes. Ready. What's Here your favorite medium to grow in? Well, you know, I, I've taken a growing journey. I could tell you that I started indoor hydro with Pure Blend Pro and PVC tubes, and you could grow some badass indoor weed with it. Yeah. It's beautiful. Just Pure Blend Pro. Nice. Two parts, veg and flour. Done. 30 milliliters, yeah. And grow some of the best top 44 from BC I ever grew. But then I got out here and I was still kind of growing in containers and going through some stuff. And then I started throwing a few plants outdoors and I was kind of getting over the containers, you know, just problems, right? Mm-hmm, the AC mm-hmm. broke. Or, you know, I'm like, I'm over this, dude. I can't even right. leave for two weeks and go snowboarding and keep an eye on this thing. I know, right? Yeah. So <laughs> it's automated. I'm like, well, not quite. <laughs> <laughs> Come back to dead fish. I don't know what automated yeah, means. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So then we went outdoors and that's where it kind of all changed. It just kind of, huh. and that's, uh, that's where I started learning about like, really high terpene plants and soil you know what i mean and you mm-hmm. just can't it's the science right the soil yep. and the organic soil and the turning soil is the banger of terpenes throughout the industry you know what i mean right anybody who's doing that knows it and so so that's kind of where i went with it i just started build a soil man hell Colorado, yeah dude. hell yeah build the soil is the shit man mix up the class coot and let's do this hell yeah, yeah. man and I, I like the way like the evolution of like when i first started growing it was like real gorilla gorilla style you know and like you, what you saw on on youtube you applied right away but i like the evolution of everybody is like let's embrace the naturalness of this plant and stop fucking with it you know let's just give it what it needs stop fucking with it and let genetics speak for itself and yeah. like Right, you've been seeing some people pull out some crazy yeah. weed nowadays. Yeah, genetics are big. We're all seeing yeah. that. It's ridiculous. Yeah. You just see something new and you're like, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> and that's another thing we're talking about, about breeding, right? Yeah. The wormhole people are going out and fucking breeding. It's unreal, man. Yeah. It's yeah. fucking crazy. Ridiculous. Shout out to Professor P. Professor P. Who asked that question, Anu? That was 73rd Eye on IG. Oh, right on. Drewski's. Yeah. Okay. Almost, almost. Uh, there's a couple more. Scan up. I had a couple, and I'll try and catch up with them too. Professor P and the Huckleberry cough. Yeah, man. That's the one. I'm still stuck on. I just harvested the orange cheese yesterday, and I was like, "Oh man, coming to the house, like fucking gross." It was so good. Like, you can use those two words. No, yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean, mean, right? Cheese. Yeah. You're just like, ow, that hurts. Oh, that's, that's right. Fencing. <laughs> it's like uh, I think. I used to do some northern lights like that. And it was almost like a cat piss smell. Yes. When you're trimming it, you're like, I'm so over trimming this right <laughs> yeah. now. You're like, smoke something, shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> Start fixing your nose and yeah. call it a day. Why are you complaining? 
You just need to smoke more. Just blow out hard through your nose after your first inhale. Ew. Get that cat, cat piss smell out of your nose. There's a couple other ones, Anu, from earlier. There's like a Mike screenshotted it and sent it to the group text. Okay, so here's a question. Oh. Is there a higher rate for a certain number of cards? So if you go over an X amount of cards on one lot, is there a different rate that it would apply? I'm going to have to say I almost was common-minded on that. When you used to 